police in the morning. In San Francisco, Jill Valentine is dealing with a zombie outbreak and a new T-virus. Leon Kennedy is on the trail of a kidnapped DARPA scientist, and Claire Redfield is investigating a monstrous fish that is killing whales in the bay. Joined by Chris Redfield and Rebecca Chambers, they discover the trail of clues from their separate cases all converge on the same location, Alcatraz Island, where a new evil has taken residence and awaits their arrival. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here every B-Movie is the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, back for week three of Resident Evil Month, with uh, from the CGI universe, Resident Evil Death Island, brand new from 2023. You know, of course, there, there's going to be some spoilers, but I, I, fuck it, a new evil has taken residence. Like, <laughs> let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's start with the uh, with the bottom here, because there's there's not much bad to go around. Yeah, ho- thankfully, unlike you know the last movie where there's a lot of bad. So this is gonna be nitpicky, but also spoilers. Number three on the bottom. So a SWAT team takes Rebecca to Alcatraz Island, and they they surround her. Yet when something swims directly underneath them in a line, it kills everything around Rebecca, but leaves Rebecca alive. Like makes no fucking sense. Other than she's got a character shield. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Um, was that stupid movie, uh, The First Purge, where there's like an explosion that goes over this blanket and like misses the main characters and kills the one guy? <laughs> I don't know why. I just, well, I know why, but it just reminded me of that because it was stupid. So, number two. So, there's a fight between Leon and Maria. Maria from Resident Evil Vendetta, where they didn't kill her off. Where both in Vendetta and this, she was, like, super strong and, like, ridiculously skilled in fighting and, like, murder and shit. But then, like, suddenly in the middle of her fight, she just kind of, like, forgets that she's super powered and loses. Like, it made absolutely no sense. She overpowered Leon at every turn, was more acrobatic and agile, but yet suddenly she... Leon literally, like, growls, and she just, like, stops. It was like... Leon used growl. Her attack <laughs> fell. Bam! She's dead. Like, what the fuck, guys? Like, Leon insulted her dad, and that made her like forget she had superpowers, and then she died. And then number one, the villain, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, the villain. I couldn't even he's, remember what his name was. He's so generic. Like, his backstory is so cliched. I had to kill my best friend. Oh, yeah, I was an Umbrella employee. Oh, yeah, I was in Raccoon City. Like, like, can you get any more Resident Evil cliche than I worked for Umbrella and I was at Raccoon City, and, oh, now I'm a villain. Like, come on, guys, think of something new. Find another city that's based, that's named after an animal. Possum. Possum City. So number three... So the CGI in this movie is really good. At some points, it's too good because it feels like kind of uncanny valley and creepy. So you'll see characters like, oh, yeah, you're not a real person. And this is just the way your eyes look and like the way you move is kind of creepy. At oh, time. you mean like like the shots where they're like deliberately shooting like down Jill's shirt? Yeah, I, I, I noticed that as well. The only reason she's got a tank, her tank top outfit on and she's done something more tactical. She didn't have the tube top from the original three, but she's got her um her tank top from the um, remake. 
So number two, the plot was, you know, pretty generic overall. Like, it's nothing special, but, I mean, it's original evil, like, CGI movie, and still better than, yeah, all of the live-action ones. And number one, yeah, the villain's fucking motivations were stupid. It's like, oh, man, I was in the military, and all my, like, um, friends got turned into zombies, and I had to kill them, and that made me really sad, so now, I, now, now I'm going to make everybody a zombie and infect everyone with my little nanomachines and play Russian roulette and tap, a bu- tap my cane a bunch of times. Like, like what the fuck? Like, that was so stupid. <laughs> and then I, I realized today, because I was like, he looks so ungodly familiar. I was playing Resident Evil 6 a little bit, and the main villain in Resident Evil 6 appeared. He's got the same goddamn face. I can like, see that now that you mentioned it. <laughs> Not only is he cli- he's cliched, he's just he's just a recycled <laughs> character. Reused skin of the villain from six. All right, on to the top. So number three, the characters. You know, other than the villain, I mean, all, all the characters from the video game they did them justice. Like their personality, their skill levels, their likability. You know. No complaints. Number two, the game callbacks. You know, there are specific weapons that they get in different games, and characters are using them, you know, respective to the games that they had, the outfits they're wearing, even referencing some of the storylines, you know, even though Chris shouldn't get all weepy-eyed about fucking peers because nobody likes peers. You know, referencing, you know, Wesker's mind control and stuff. Also, there was a cool Jurassic Park reference at the end of the movie. I did like how at the end they just happened to find all these weapons from the other games in the warehouse. Like, oh, isn't that convenient? And then number one, the final fight. From the slow motion matrix dodging (laughs) to trucks exploding and just big fucking guns. It's an onslaught of awesome action from the moment all five characters step onto the platform and they're like, we're going to do this, guys. And they point their handguns at the like seven story monster and... You know, and just just from there, they're just they're jumping around, they're pulling weapons out of crates, and just shit's going on all over the place. It's amazing. The Matrix style stuff definitely made me miss Wesker. You know, I laughed, I laughed so hard when they <laughs> Matrix dodged. <laughs> so number three, I actually thought I I really liked the last like um the final boss fight, and um, overall I thought the action in this was pretty well done. I um didn't really have many complaints. Um, yeah. Overall, pretty good. Uh, number two. So, at one point, Chris is wearing a Hawaiian shirt when they decide to go to Alcatraz, which is very arbitrary but really funny. And no one else is dressed like they're supposed to be on vacation. Like, they're all dressed in their normal clothes. But Chris is wearing, like, a fucking, like, Hawaiian shirt. That was amazing. He's, he's, it's not a Hawaiian shirt. It's got, like, the tigers <laughs> and shit all over. It's a Ricky shirt from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> Like, come on, you know you know that's what Chris is doing in his spare time. He's watching Trailer Park Boys and drinking. I wish that would be, like, a skin, like, you can have in a Resident Evil game where it's, like, he's got, like, Ricky's shirt and a pompadour <laughs> and, like, a bullet <laughs> the whole time. Like, it never burns out. He's just constantly got the bullet in his mouth. And number one, like, this is the first time you saw, like, the four, like, main protagonists from the Resident Evil games together. Like, you know, two had, you know, had um, Claire and um, Leon. One had, obviously, Jill and Chris. Um, um, Code Veronica had had um, uh, Claire and Chris. But uh, you never see all of them at all of them together. So that was kind of cool. I definitely appreciated that. The only time you got to see all of them together was Welcome to Raccoon City. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that <laughs> one. I mean, this is a, this movie's actually canon, so they all have eventually met. So that that's happy. You know, I'm I'm actually starting to get a little worried about Chris because speaking of like he had tigers all over his shirt. In Resident Evil 5, one of his alternative skins is a zebra-lined suit. Like, I think Chris has a thing for, like, striped animals, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried. Poacher Chris. <laughs> Furry Chris. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no wonder he needs someone else to complete the Redfield bloodline. Oh, and as far as main characters, no, I'm not counting Ethan Winters. That he doesn't count. Chris is the main character of those games. You know, Uncle, uh, what was it? Uncle Joe in the DLC of Seven, where he just like has this mechanical arm and he punches like the monsters. He's the main character. Well, <laughs> we didn't talk about the dialogue too much. Let's have ourselves a good old fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll start us off with, "Welcome to Alcatraz." Well, if it isn't whoever you are, sometimes the nightmare sticks with you. Some dude shot some other dude. How many lives have you sacrificed in the name of justice? I loved that bike. Comms are down and ammo's low. We sure kicked some ass, didn't we? Wesker! Is that in this movie? Someone said Wesker in the middle of a sentence, so yeah, it's, it's in there. I'd say it counts. That ends this episode edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a two out of ten. I gave it a three out of ten. So Resident Evil Death Island is an excuse to bring Jill Valentine into the Resident Evil CGI universe, all just to exploit her wearing a low-cut tank top in combat situations. <laughs> the movie really is just one excuse after another to draw some of the main characters of the RE universe into a fight with a giant POW, and I'm okay with that. Sure, the story and villain are cliché, Oh, woe is me. I was tragically involved in Raccoon City, just like every other seemingly villainous person in Resident Evil. The CGI and action are fun and engaging, and seeing characters who never interacted in the games finally come together in an official capacity is fun, and I'm sure some people more than others were excited to see this happen. But until Crest Redfield and Barry Burton get together for a boulder-punching contest and I get to hear Barry regale the entire cast with his Jill Sandwich story, I'll contain myself. As long as Resident Evil fans... As a lifelong Resident Evil fan, this is a good outing. But for the uninitiated or casual fan, it's nothing more than glitzy fan service that's easily skipped. CGI Resident Evil movies are generally better than the live-action ones. They usually portray the characters relatively faithfully and tell a unique story rather than adapting one of the games. The Death Island is an entertaining, if not somewhat uninspired Resident Evil story that takes place canonically in the same universe as the games. The story could could mostly be ignored as it has no lasting effects on the series and the villain as well as the monsters are either reused or just kind of stupid. That being said, it was cool seeing all seeing the main four characters work working together and what was the first time some of them had ever actually interacted in canon. Overall, it wasn't the best CGI movie, but it was definitely better than all of the live action ones. Now I want to see like a CGI Christmas <laughs> special called a Barry Resident Evil Christmas <laughs> or a Barry Evil Christmas that's just, you know, them having Christmas dinner at Barry Barton's house and him just, like, like telling the Jill Sandwich story. Like, that's all I want to see. 
I'm just thinking like I'm just imagining Nemesis with the Christmas hat, like sitting like um he just busts in the door and instead of like them fighting, they just open gifts together. He busts through the door, and goes stores, and puts a store <laughs> on top of the Christmas the tree. tree. <laughs> that would be amazing. Chris gets drunk and just asks everybody to impregnate Claire. <laughs> like Leon, you know, damn it, Chris, every year. Moira, fuck my sister. <laughs> Barry, Chris, I already have two kids. Let's punch boulders. Okay. <laughs> it's an ang- it's a it's a festivist tradition. We punch boulders. <laughs> well, you know, we always have ways to drink away the splick. Drink away the splick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the splick. Bum 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 bum. We have some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Dylan is tapping his cane, take a drink. Number two. Every time someone says BSAA or Terra save, take a drink. Number three, whenever Hunnigan is on the phone, take a drink. Number four, anytime a new weapon is acquired, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Resident Evil Month, every time someone mentions a virus, take a drink. Every time someone gets infected, take a drink. Every time you hear the names Chris, Claire, Leon, or Jill, take a drink. Every time a Dylan plays Russian Roulette, take a drink. And every time you see a flashback to... Dylan's origin story, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the split. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything that's beamer related, leave us a comment on iTunes or, or SoundCloud. Also email us at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, or, or follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. I'm sorry, X, because it's not Twitter anymore. <laughs> it's fucking X. And that fucked up my whole, like, whatever. But yeah, if you want to help support Stokes and are donating to our PayPal, or Patreon or PayPal accounts, link for right below. Well, ranking, Damn it, Elon. <laughs> ranking these movies um, for the month at the end of the third week, you know, based on you know their their trueness to the uh, the video games. In the number three spot is Welcome to Raccoon City. Goodbye, Raccoon City. Number two, Resident Evil Retribution <laughs> had some of the characters like in their like proper attributes. Number one. Resident Evil Death Island, it literally takes place in the video game universe. And uh, I'm not sure, but the last movie might be able to take it out. Yeah, usually when we have, you know, the rankings, I'm like, you know, torn. Sometimes I'll change it from week to week. Yeah, this one was really easy. Number three, Welcome to Raccoon City. It was terrible. Number two, um, Retribution. I mean, it's not great. It's part of the whole, like, Paul W.S. Anderson films, but, I mean, it was kind of fun, so, you know, it, it ranks above, it ranks above Welcome to Raccoon City. Number one, Death Island. So, yeah, it was actually kind of fun. It was, um, it had all, had the characters, it's mechanical to the story, and didn't try to be anything that it wasn't. So, yeah, easy, easy ranking. So, for our final week of Resident Evil Month, we're going to visit a uh, another live-action Resident Evil. It is not the Netflix live-action show. It is a lesser-known Resident Evil childhood made in both 1997 and 2020. Interesting. So, so until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over there. Oh, see you, little guy.